The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors. Comcast, the Salt Lake Tribune, Simmons Media, the Utah Symphony Orchestra, MSN.com, any school district, their respective managements, owners, or employees. Oh, you have selected GeekShowPodcast.com. Good for you. And thank you for doing it. Hi, it's Carrie. And to keep this show up and running, we rely on our fine sponsors. Give them all some love, individual and long-lasting love, if you can. PCLaptops.com. They provide us with the juggernaut, this here computer right here in front of me that I am speaking into right here. Uh, the greatest laptop ever built, in my opinion. Dan, the laptop man, can build a laptop for whatever your need, from a super gaming system like he likes to do, and the stuff that I'd use in my office or, or here in my little studio. Let Dan help you at PCLaptops.com. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, the friendly comic book store in Salt Lake City. Their hold service, or a poll as, as it's known throughout the nation, a hold service is free. You get 10% off your hold purchases over $20. And you'll probably see me and the panelists there most Wednesdays, 2043 East, 3300 South. And we love the Atomic Arcade. It's the real deal. Classic arcade games at classic prices. Donkey Kong, Asteroids, Defender, you know what I'm talking about. All the great classics at classic prices. Open seven days a week and open late as well. 3939 Highland Drive in Salt Lake. want to thank all our sponsors for paying for this party. Here we go. Uh, let the trek bashing begin. Who would have ever thought that Shannon would be the grounded one? My boys actually swim a little bit too good. Oh. We've learned about grandma and pelagiarism. I'm not a blueberry. Feel paralyzed. And it's biting leads to sex. Fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> Fool me twice, shame on me. Do you have gills? Do you know anybody with gills? Kevin Costner. You contrarian son Kevin of a bitch. <laughs> We're back to this? We're back to this. Geekshowpodcast.com and welcome back to the basement. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah. Woo! Fuck yeah. Woo! <laughs> Yay. Hope you're having a good morning at work, people. Shannon is very excited to be here. Stoked. Hey, check why? That, check that computer screen one more time. Make sure it's right. What? The email. What email? The ones they're sending right now. Our oh, listeners. At, at work. Yeah. Get Just those TPS Double reports check done. it. Yeah, get that oh. memo. Oh. Blueberries. Look, I clearly label these shows as not safe for work, so you better be listening in your $250 headphones. Yeah. All right. Yeah, dum-dums. All right. Mr. B is here. Shannon Barnson. Hey, what's up, bro? Very excited to be here. We are out. We yes. are out of cream cheese taquitos. Oh, shit. That was, that was a horrible special. The jalapeno cream cheese ones? Yeah. You mean oh, horrible man. as in... No, just like we've cleaned out the whole... Depository. Oh, and they've okay. cleaned out a lot of people. Yeah. Now, now, now five hundred for five hundred of anything for a dollar. I don't know. Well, luckily there's no like real food in it, so they cost about a, a negative nickel to make. So you profited <laughs> a negative nickel <laughs> every time we make one of these. It gives us money. It gives us a nickel appears. <laughs> you just shit a nickel out. Like whoa, <laughs> make six more. That's very odd. Bling. Right over there, <laughs> Jeff and Jimmy. B M M F. I'm shitting nickels left and right. B-M-M-O. That's going to be, that should be like a new thing. Man, I'm having such a good day, I'm shitting nickels. Shitting nickels. Let's choose a larger denomination. <laughs> Could that be the name of the show? That would be more painful. Shitting nickels. Nickels is funny. Okay. And, you know, it'll be the, it'll be the lowest denomination once we get rid of the pennies. How about oh. worst refund ever? <laughs> worst <right>. superpower. <laughs> shitting nickels. Jeff and Jimmy, B-M-M-O. Big movie mouth off. Comcast. Follow us on Facebook. 
Facebook.com slash Big Movie Mouth Off to win passes to upcoming movies. Scott Pierce, TV critic, <laughs> Salt Lake Tribune. Yay Michael for Shooter. me! I have a job. Yay! Michael Shooter. Click on his click on his click stories. On just click click click. SLTrib.com. You don't have to read them. Just click on yeah. them. Minimize that email right now and click on his. Click stories. on his stories. Right. De- uh, the, the, the news thing. People We're have been clicking SL- on them lately. That's pretty good. Not how, no matter how notorious your net nanny at work, <laughs> trust me, you should be able to get to a news site. Right? As much sure. as much porn that's on Scott's website. Yes. It'll, yes, at the Salt Lake Tribune. <laughs> it'll no, through. it'll get through. There's zero. No, but there's this show called the the Sex Show on Logo. And one of the panelists is like this former porn star, and the picture they sent of me wasn't, or sent of her <laughs> to me was not very good. Oh, I did not go looking for any others. However, oh yeah, right. I thought this is how I'm, I'm going to get fired. That's a, that's a Google image you don't want. There to, you uh, go. Yeah. So many dongs. Uh, Lee George Cade. So not little here. time. <laughs> Maybe that should be the name of this episode. <laughs> so, uh, so Nicole is keeping a seat warm. You talked so much during the last yeah, episode. Oh my god! I know. I just she's, I can't help myself. She's busy being. She's busy assisting me. Ah. Assisting. Wow. She's, she's, she's got his pills. I don't change diapers. She's taking hey, notes. She has my pills <laughs> and my nickels. She, Count uh, them. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> she makes sure that make sure that the nurses give me the right medicine. And don't Tony. forget, too tall Tyrone. <laughs> Tony. Hey, Tony. It's Tony. Oh, it's Tony. Are you yeah. sure it's not Tyrone? I'm here. He is the producer and driver, uh, designated driver of the uh, of the Geek Show podcast. That's what I do. And he has a Twitter. G- GSPC Triple T. He's all a Twitter. I am all a Twitter I about my could, Twitter. I bet if he could really shit nickels. Yeah. And he got diarrhea. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is never going to end. It sounds like he hit a jackpot in Vegas. Like, like, it would. It would sound like... Tickle, 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 tickle. You know, just to be nice, I'd hang around like toll booths. Just pay people's way. It's on me, bro. We got a host, too. Oh, oh, our host. Hi, Carrie Hi. Jackson. Carrie Jackson. Hey, did you change your name, just like Jermaine uh, uh, Jackson did? No, did you see that? Jermaine Jackson he changed is, his name. He is now. Oh, what is it? It's Prince J- Jackson, but with a U. No, Jermaine J- Jackson. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought about doing that. Oh, fucking moron. Really? You did yeah. not. You didn't think about doing that. You're not that dumb. Coming up in the broken news, <laughs> yes, these guys will be reviewing Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Tell you all about it. Excited. So uh, stay tuned for that. And but We all want to know if James Franco stayed awake. This is the story <gasps> oh. that I promised to tell you. Je- Jeff has been dying to hear this story. Because originally cast in Oz the Great and Powerful was Robert Downey Jr. Perfect choice. Yeah, he's a bankable star. Oh, I know this story. Uh, Sam Raimi, director. Courting both uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Johnny Depp for the lead role. Oh, God. All right. I'm just glad it's not Johnny Depp. Yeah, same here. Neither signed on. Uh, James Franco got it, of course. We all know that. He had the good weed, man. <laughs> you nice. woke up just in time. You ever wonder why Downey didn't do it? Yes. Because he was very excited about it. I always assumed it was a scheduling conflict. That's what I thought, too. I yeah. heard it was had to do it was, with it was a greenery. Slight. It was a slight. Uh, one production, uh, once production was ready to ramp up, Raimi still didn't have his star. He made one last push to get Downey in. Downey, of course, playing hardball because he's... Downey. He, fucking Robert rules, Downey Jr. He rules he was, he was in a $600 million movie. Yeah. Uh, the director sent Robert Downey Jr. a plant as a gift during the courting process. A plant? Did it say what, what kind? Didn't say what kind. Okay. 
The two were still trying to iron out the story. Hemp. Raimi apparently <laughs> got his feelings hurt after visiting the actor's house to find that his peace offering was wilting in a corner. Oh. Robert Downey Jr. did not take care of the plant. After an initial meeting, this according to uh, Stephen Galloway, who is a writer, who, uh, who was uh, privy to this info. After an initial meeting between the director and the star, things didn't look good. Months later, Raimi visited Downey at his L.A. home, still attempting to land him. But upon entering the house, Raimi spotted the plant that he had given the actor as a goodwill gesture, wilting in the corner. That's what did it. So he said, I'm, I'm done courting. Iro- right. Ironically, ironically he also sent a plant to James Franco, and that got him in the movie. That's Two right. things. One, well, he, uh, I don't think James Franco made use of his plants in his house anyway. Yeah. I think he probably has a maid. Definitely. Well, yeah. He's busy. Two, that sounds like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. <laughs> yes, but you know I what? I don't know how true it is, but there it is. Yeah. So many crazy things happen that I believe this. I wouldn't put it. Past, like the stupidest thing but I've like ever heard. for him to get mad at Robert Downey, who it's like we just said rules Hollywood. He's fucking busy. He's not watering plants. At well, home. I didn't say it makes sense, and I didn't <laughs> yeah. say I agreed with it. I just say I believe it. You like my plant? Because I've seen people <laughs> do. I mean, there are so many things that happen that are just insane. Now the sequel to the story is that uh, Ramy breaks into the house to steal the plant back. <laughs> I'll save you. <laughs> I'm gonna go get back that azalea. You didn't like it anyway. He wasn't, the mad. he wasn't mad, though, that the one he sent to James Franco, James Franco smoked. <laughs> right? While we're on the subject of RDJ. Rigid. This, is, uh, this was out a couple of weeks ago, but I wanted to bring it to the table uh, because I want to get uh, y'all's opinion. In terms of the uh, long-term future of uh, RDJ as Tony Stark, Iron Man. Uh-huh. Iron Man. His uh, current contract ends with Iron Man 3. I, no, no, I thought it was for Avengers 2. It's a safe bet he'll return for Avengers 2, but he is not contracted for Avengers 2. Uh, Iron Man 3 is his last contractual obligation to the character. And he's not making any promises about returning to the role. Here's a quote. Now imagine Robert Downey Jr. saying this. All, you know... All cute and shit. All, you know, hyper and cute and shit. Let's just say that the only thing I ever let go of had claw marks in it. There's a little bit of soul reclamation going on. I feel that for the first time I played Tony, I did it best. Sorry. The affinity with Tony now is, how do you sustain something? I'm not stupid. I like to play ball. I love the company. I love the character and the business side of things. I'm not too picky about that either. Being recast would probably be the best thing in the world for me. You know ego, but sometimes ego just has to be smashed. Let's see what happens. I take the audience very seriously. I feel bad when I see folks doing movies and the audience is like, don't do that anymore. I don't have to overstay my welcome. Now, uh, Kevin Feige, who, again, Marvel Studios president, come on the show and tell me how to pronounce your name and I'll start doing it right. Uh, he says that Tony's going to carry on Avengers 2. Mm-hmm. He's in it. The character, Tony Stark, Iron Man will be in Avengers 2. But so, Oh, my God. Spoiler alert. That means he doesn't die in Iron Man 3. Sorry. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> dicks. God, uh, dicks. Yikes. I'm not so, going now. Way to go, Internet. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> so my question is, is it really does sound to me like he's done. Yeah, well, and, and to be fair, Downey's in his late 40s now. And as an actor, you really don't want to 
do nine of the same thing. You, you want to go experience other things, and those films probably take up a lot of time between production and junkets and traveling around the film, you know, well, the world. I predict he'll come back for Avengers too. Oh, yeah. I think that'll yeah. be his bowing out. But that's where he'll bow out. Yeah. And then we just hired James Franco. Sure. <laughs> I actually He'll do anything. <laughs> actually, I have a younger actor they could cast. Who's that? Where, who's, where do you played have a, who's played a Stark before? Dominic Cooper. Dominic who played Cooper. Howard Stark in Captain America. Yeah, but that'd be confusing. That would be a little weird. But hmm. he's got the kind of personality that... I would just have the same goal. Yes, that, that would be the part that would be difficult to believe. Right. Not yeah. all the flying around in the magic suit. The, yeah, that the fact that that part would be really hard to believe. It's, I'm, I'm glad you see the point, yeah. Scott. Because you're casting... It's okay, Toby. Tony. Oh, you're, it's okay. And you're casting Tony Stark. You're not casting Iron Man. Right. That's the hard part. Yeah. And let's be honest, Robert Downey Jr. really, I don't think, is acting in that role. He, it's <laughs> him. He's behaving. You know, yeah. he's he's hitting his marks and saying the words. It's him. Yeah. It's a weird parallel. So the question is, is do you recast an actor who will do an imitation mm-hmm. of Robert Downey Jr.? Or do you cast an Ooh, actor? Ooh, they could get Rich Little. <laughs> or Fred Travellina. Except Fred for the whole Google. Rich Little being Google. dead yeah. thing. Yeah, Google Rich them Little's both. dead? He's, is he? I think no, so. I think he is. I'll be his. I'm pretty sure his he's dead. His career is. I don't think well, he's dead. Fred Travellina is. But, oh, that, um, yeah. But... Google both of them because they're both terrible examples. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so so do you do you cast a, a new character who brings something different to the role or I an imitator? I mean, sure, you can take a character anyway. There's you know multiple ways you can take it, but I don't think if you hire somebody who I would say resembles Robert Downey Jr. It's not like you said, Robert Downey Jr. almost is Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. So if he's just emulating Tony Stark, it's just going to look like he's doing Robert Downey Jr. because it, the the parallels between those two between Robert Downey and Stark are uncanny. The uh, the artist uh, who was drawing Iron Man in the comics recently, now this was a oh. few months ago, picked actors. Oh, Salvador Larocca. In fact, uh, yeah. the, the actor he was using was Sawyer on Lost. Sawyer from Lost is who he draws. Yeah, as uh, he draws Nicole Kidman as Pepper Potts. You know, so I mean, you're looking at this book and you're going, "What is Sawyer doing in the Iron Man?" Yeah. <laughs> And I always wondered why why that choice. I thought that was rather because he likes tracing photos, I guess. Uh, but I mean, I've never seen the guy act outside of Lost, so I don't know. Uh, but anyway, something to think about. Rich Little is alive. He's seventy four years old. He, right? he does a show in Branson. Yep, it, it is uh, weird. Of with, he does. When so you do if he's see... in Branson, that's the same as being dead. That's exactly. purga- no, that's purgatory. Purgatory. <laughs> that's the next step to death. When uh, when you go to uh, Comic Con and you do see Robert Downey Jr. coming to like the panel, like he just did it now, and he's, he was had the glove in his hand. You know, mm-hmm. you're almost not seeing Downey Jr. Yeah. You almost feel like you're at a Stark Expo. Sure. You know, it's weird. I can see that. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, I've got so much stuff here, and I'm not sure where to go. I I do. We have been requested to talk about this, and I'm and I'm not sure how what anyone's take is on this. Um, and it's the uh, the Orson Scott card controversy. Oh, in well, his, there's Scott in his comics. <laughs> have you heard about this? Adventures of, Adventures of Superman. Um, for those who don't know, Orson Scott Card hates gays. He hates the gay. Uh, he is the author of Ender's Game. He's also writing a new Superman series. Only two issues. Two only two issues. Yes. Oh, I is thought it was kind of like an anthology. Theory? Yes, it's, yeah. an, it's an anthology book. It's. I thought he was a regular writer. 
No. I think the the oh. teams rotate actually, and he has a co-writer actually on his storyline too. Oh. It's Adolf Hitler. Because <laughs> uh, cause I know in the first couple of issues that he's doing, there's also a story by uh, Geek Show friend Jeff Parker mm, yeah. and Chris Samney, the guy that draws Daredevil. Okay. Um, well, the real controversy. I mean, it started with Superman. Uh, and you know, do you support and do you uh, will you buy the issue, knowing how he feels about the gay? Well, let me give you a background on him first before we go any further. Uh, Orson Scott Card in 2009 joined the board of directors of the right-leaning National Organization for Marriage, uh, which has been at the forefront of opposing same-sex marriage laws. The same year, he penned an opinion piece for the Mormon Times, in which he argued. Marriage has only one definition, and any government that attempts to change it is my mortal enemy. I will act to destroy that government and bring it down. Sedition. In another column last year, he called homosexuality a reproductive dysfunction born of choice. Card's appointment provoked a Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Of course, uh, Card's uh, appointment provoked... He made a choice to be a right-wing asshole. Uh, (laughs) Yes. So, uh, allout.org started a petition. online petition to get him fired at D.C. Now, see, I thought he was a regular writer, so to me, this really isn't a thing. If he's just writing a couple of issues, mm-hmm. so be it, whatever. The real problem that is going to happen now is because of Ender's Game. and is going to be a huge film. And I will use J.K. Rowling as an example. You can't really promote Ender's Game without the author. Without the author. No. It'll say based on the best-selling novel of, you know. Yeah. But but at the same time, how do you bring Orson Scott Card to these promotional things when you know the first question that's, out of everyone's well, mouth is that's going e- to be? This is exactly the comparison they make. Uh, DC Issues Comics said uh, whatever, so we'll, we'll go past that. Summit faces the tricky task of figuring out how to handle Card's involvement. The first big challenge will be whether to include him at Comic-Con. Uh, Comic-Con, I could see, yes. But if we're talking about when the film releases, like on Junkets, no. Promoting Ender's Game without Card would be like trying to promote the first Harry Potter movie without J.K. Rowling. But having Card appear in the main ballroom in front of 6,500 fans could prove to be a liability if he's... And he will be Absolutely. forced because to tackle the issue. Be, because you can't tell those fans not to answer those questions. Exactly. See, I'm the other way around. Comic-Con, no. You can on the junket because... You'll tell you, people that you, you can, can tell we're control. not answering questions yes. about that. You can control it. Yeah. Um, we're not. But, but besides, these are junkets, and well, I've been on junkets before, and all the questions anyone throws are yeah. fucking softballs. But I don't think they'll no. take them on the junkets. That's another thing. That's the one. Um, uh, But but, uh, some studio executives have said this. This will definitely take away from uh, their creative and their property. Keep him out of the limelight as much as possible, which will be tricky for Summit. So that's the the thing. The Comic-Con one's the one that more brings it to issue because, I mean, Comic-Con attendees are very passionate. Yes. And Mm -hmm. and they always usually bring the writers, you know, um, Game of Thrones – George R.R. R. Martin. Yeah, R. R. He, uh, he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was in line waiting for Hall H, there's all those the the gods hate fags guys walking around, and I saw people get and like almost yeah. going to blows. You know yeah. what I mean? So these people are not going to do well no, the, with him. The, the, the Comic Con audience, they're, they're I would say mostly pretty Li- liberal. Oh, yeah. very. There's liberal. there's no way. So be a for him, no way. And but I, you don't think they'll bring him to Comic Con? Nope. I think they would. 
No, I think you might. I don't think they will. I I think you're right. No Comic Con, but he would be out on junkets. No, I'm with the control. Or, or, or they'll offer phone interviews with him. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Or there will be some outlets they just won't send him to. They'll put him. They'll put him on Fox and Friends, but they won't have him on. You know. By the way, see, the Fox difference I can see, but also I don't know who bought it, Paramount or Universal, whoever's putting this out. Summon Entertainment. They could also say, well, "You're not fucking coming anywhere. We bought your rights. You got your check. You yeah. sent it home." You know, that's they, what I was they, thinking. They, well, it's true. They, I mean, they they own they, it now. Stephanie Meyer didn't really show up to the no. to the she Twilight didn't show up. Stuff. She, she didn't well, want Comic-Con to. Is she what, did. It, she did didn't she? want to. Okay. Is what I was well, told. And, and and the first one, and that's what they're talking about. The is J.K. Rowling came out for the first Harry Potter. Stephanie Meyer came out for the first one, and they're thinking that he should come out for this one, but... But this well, guy's they, like an ass-backwards well, fucking ass. But that's what I'm is. saying, though. Like, for junket-wise, it's always actors and director. That's mm-hmm. what I usually see, yeah. you know? But where Comic-Con, I, I, it's always the writers that are there. I mean, the lady who wrote True Blood was there. Mm-hmm. I loved her, because she, she, she looks she like is, a yeah, She's she she a great plays. interview. She would, like, bake a pie and put it on her you know, windowsill. She, and then, Charlene Harris. Yeah. They're so, there. So let's... Well, now let's not forget... She's also not a... Fucking rabid homophobe. I, I well, yeah. I know. So it's either he's not coming anywhere, but I would put so, Comic Con in front of Junkets. So the the uh, the gay groups organized a little bit with Superman, and I can see where that's just a minor glitch because it's just two issues. Right. We're talking about a major motion picture. Harrison Ford is in it for God's yeah. sake. Uh, it's going to be a huge. I mean, the potential for well, it's think, toyrific. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think a lot of people are not aware of Orson Scott Cards. Vile, vile views, but, but and you know, once this movie comes out, they are going to be aware of it. Yeah, I didn't know that he belonged to all those until you just said it. Yeah, yeah. there's going to. You guys have always told be. me that you know he hates the gay. He hates the gay. Well, he's written really any I was number like, did he of anti-gay things for the Deseret News. What a yeah, piece he's of shit. he's he's written quite a few uh, anti-gay op-eds. Uh, but yeah, he's. Uh, you know what? I hope he comes to Comic Con. I do too. Honestly, I hope he gets his ass handed to yeah, him. Yeah, he will if he goes. And he will. Good. And and that dick. But boy, if I tell you what, if I'm if I'm one of the executives Summit. at Summit, yeah. no way. I'm sending him to a deserted island for the entire yeah. time. I'm not yeah. bringing him out. No. I just would not do it. And all expense paid vacation to fuck off. And <laughs> and if any organization said, you know, how can you do this? They say, hey, look, I just bought a cool story. That's all. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that that is true. So then the question Did is: Did Card have anything to do with the screenplay? He is uh, sort of consulted a little bit. He's he's been there along it's, the way. By the way, it's Orti, he made sure there were no gay Kurtzman people that wrote the in script. it. <laughs> right? It was it, it's or, Orchie and Kurtzman. Yeah, that wrote the script. Okay. and they're they're good at what they do. So Although they, I think it's a legitimate so, question to ask them: Why are you in business with this horrific human being? Because they saw a film that's going to make millions. I, oh, I, I understand yeah. that, but I think the que- I, I just I think that they the question should be asked. Oh yeah. See see everybody's. Assuming that Ender's Game is going to be huge. I don't think it is. I don't either. I think well, it's going to be this year's John Carter. It, I really I do. I can see that, but it's again, it's all based on advertising and marketing. Because mm-hmm. Disney fucked the pooch on that one. And yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. They, they fucked the Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> no goofy. Well, yeah. well, he does wear that vest. There you go. Garsh, yeah, John that, it, I think it all depends Garsh. on the marketing. And also when they release it. So Now, I've. They're never. Talk- I've never read any Orson Scott card. No. I did read when he wrote Iron Man. Oh, that Ultimate Iron Man he wrote was fucking and awful. It was, it was not good. And I only read it just because it's in my hold and it's there. Yeah. I didn't actively seek it out. Yes. I, I um, think the best statement on Orson Scott card's writing abilities came from Brian Reed, who used to work for Marvel and now writes video games, mm-hmm. who tweeted, 
I'm not going to boycott uh, the Superman title co-written by Orson Scott Card because he's a third-rate human being. Mm-hmm. I'm boycotting it because he's a third-rate hack. Ah, there you go. <laughs> well, he also wrote a column. Isn't he the one who wrote the Lost column? Yes. In the midst of the first re- season of Lost, he wrote something that the Deseret News published that said that it was the greatest sci-fi series ever, and essentially you're stupid if you don't think so, and which is a moronic thing to yeah, do in a continuing a series. Episodes. Yeah, you know, and as it turned out, no, Lost was not the greatest sci-fi series ever. So <laughs> yes, that was the cape. Sliders. <laughs> I think sliders made more sense than Lost. So, uh-huh. all right, Toby. Well, uh, so so then begs the question: Is you know, do you do you boycott a film because the yes. writer is? I've boycotted theaters because of who owned them. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't give a nickel to go see this. I'm trying to think of all of the because he's like, got to get some cut. Oh yes, right? oh, of yeah. course he does. Oh, of course. He does. Well, then I'm not going to see this fucking movie either. Because uh, I got. Well, uh, that's not necessarily true. It depends on the. I'm, I'm sure. Guess he got on the contracts. I'm sure he got his. He might have just got a lump sum for the story. And you, I, I doubt he got a back end. Do you? I don't think he did. Because I'm trying to think of all of the. <laughs> I wish he'd get a back end. Deal. I agree. I agree. He deserves. <laughs> I'm really I wishing he. I think would. that's half the problem is that he wants a fucking back end. Well, <laughs> there's research that indicates that the people who are the most violently anti-gay have issues. Well, yeah, like Larry Craig. Yeah, like all the Republicans that come out, and they're like, oh, gays are bad. Then the next thing you know, they're caught with a dick in their mouth. I was going to say, whenever there's a sex scandal, if it's a gay sex scandal, you know it's a Republican. Yeah, exactly. It's not what it looks like. <laughs> I'm sorry. He got bit by a snake. I tripped and fell on his... Never mind. Oh, well, I, can't, I tripped and fell on his dick repeatedly. Well, there's, there's a bit... Yeah, this is ain't my, my day. Up, but I was falling down. No, go on YouTube and try to find this sketch. Maybe we will during the break. There's a sketch on uh, Little Britain that was made for uh, America. American TV for HBO. Oh yeah, where yeah. It was the American senator who's talking about uh, this this uh, young Filipino man that he met at the airport who he was trying to help, and it's just this <laughs> hilarious explanation about you know I'm not gay. I'm, I'm, I'm gay. not gay. I swear, uh, it's just hilarious. All right, let's take a break and uh, we'll uh, we'll continue. Uh, I still can't. I just can't believe it's a thing. What? Anymore. What? The whole gay hate thing. I, just, oh, I, I don't can't get it. Either. It's a fucking thing. I don't get it either. I don't understand it at all. Yeah. After these messages, we'll be right back. Outrage! Hey there, digital comics fans. You say you just can't make it to the store every Wednesday. You prefer buying digital instead of hard copies. You wish you could help out our brick-and-mortar friends at Dr. Bolt's Comic Connection. Well, a harmonic convergence is happening now. You can buy your digital comics through the Dr. Volts website, and everybody wins. You get your comics on your magic device, and Dave and the boys at Dr. Volts get to wet their beak. Have a taste. Get some love. You know we here at Geek Show Podcast love them. They are the friendly comic book store in town, after all. Hey, I'll miss seeing you there every Wednesday at 2043 East, 3300 South. But this way, they get the love. Between the DC New 52 and the Avengers vs. X-Men, it's never been a better time to be a comic book fan. Walking Dead Comics, all your indie stuff, they're all at drvolts.com. That's drvolts.com. Or if you forget, there's a link on geekshowpodcast.com. Just be sure to tell them Geek Show says Excelsior. The Atomic Arcade. I love this place. 3939 Highland Drive in Holiday. 
downstairs from Cruiser's Bar across the street from a bar named Sue. Great place to wake up your reflexes before you go home or get a few games in, blow off some steam on your work or your lunch break. Classic arcade games for play at classic prices. Free admission, that's the best part, and no hassle with those tickets. You got your Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Asteroid, Centipede, Defender, Berserk, Star Castle. You get the idea. It's a great escape from the nagging girl or boyfriend, spouse, or kids. Or You're not going to feel weird playing around a bunch of little kids. You know what I'm saying? Perfect for date night or hanging out with the geeks night. You just walk across the parking lot. You got soap, cupcake, Nielsen's frozen yogurt, all that stuff happening there. There is a repairman and video game expert on site every day, so all games should work correctly the first time. They are open seven days a week. That's good. And open late, even better. All games are only 25 to 50 cents, so check them out on Facebook. The Atomic Arcade, 3939 Highland Drive is their address. Tell them Geek Show says hey. This is the broken news portion of the program. Uh, it's uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're deep in the heart of the uh, the episode that uh, so far I've just named as a plant killer. We'll see. Maybe there's right. a better name yeah. Uh, yeah. to be had. Uh, we just had that uh, big discussion about the Orson Scott card thing. Oh, that right. wonderful, wonderful man. That uh, that uh, that wonderful. Yes, that uh, humanitarian. <laughs> that. Uh, uh, since we talked about that, it was a week ago that we talked about that. I'm sorry, you're just hearing it now, but we recorded yeah. it a week ago. Uh, it's for like those, time travel. For those who don't know, that's <laughs> we we have a schedule called the Keep the Wives Happy schedule. Uh, yeah. But anyway, and it's not working. Yeah, not too well. <laughs> not because of the schedule. Oh, okay, 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 okay. The schedule is brilliant. Yeah, right. I know. I and, came and up and with it. You know it. what? Anyway, we're um, fucking brilliant. Yeah. I don't know what their problem is. Uh, but anyway, so uh, but this has now <laughs> happened. Uh, we were talking about how uh, Orson Scott Card writing the Superman comic story. Uh, Jeff said that uh, some comic books uh, shops are not carrying it. Uh, our own Doctor Volt so uh, won't carry it. But if you want to order it, they'll get it for you. <laughs> Make you so, embarrass yourself. Yeah, go ahead, run in there, you homophobe. <laughs> So here, here is what has happened since I then. Like gay, I like the gays, but I really like Spy Superman, too. Homophobe. Well, here's, here's, here's what's happened. That uh, issue has now officially been delayed. Uh-oh. Because it takes two people to make a comic book, Jimmy. Sure. It takes a writer. Oh, it and, takes more than two. And it takes an artist. Oh, pictures. And you got to have the tracer. And the color and all that stuff. But anyway, essentially. <laughs> but you have a writer. And an artist. Now, sometimes writers and artists are the same. Oh. But in this case, Orson Scott Card can't draw shit. No. So. He can't except, shit. except controversy. <laughs> <He can't write. laughs> oh, I can pen plenty of that, young man. Uh, but uh, Chris Sprouse, the artist. Oh, who he's is, a great uh, artist. Too. Is he good? Yeah. Uh, he was uh, set to work with Orson. Uh, he's uh, stepping down. Good. Oh, good. His official statement said. It took a lot of thought to come to this conclusion, but I've decided to step back as the artist on this story. The media surrounding the story has reached a point where it took away from the actual work, and that's something I wasn't comfortable with. My relationship with DC Comics remains as strong as ever. I look forward to the next project with them. DC, uh. DC issued a statement saying, We fully support Fuck. and understand and respect Chris's decision to step away. Uh, from his Adventures of Superman assignment, Chris is a hugely talented artist. We're excited to work with him on this on his next DC Comics project. In the meantime, we will re-solicit the story at later dates when a new artist is hired. Why not just they, get rid of the story? They, they currently uh, 
I heard what they're doing is they <clears throat> actually sent a letter to the Westboro uh, Baptist Church to see if any of those guys could draw. You guys draw? <laughs> well, I can draw pretty good. Let me just say, have you seen our signs? <laughs> Do it pretty good. Get a guy. Do we have to draw Superman in his underwear? Because that just seems wrong. He doesn't have his underwear on his outside of his clothes anymore. It, well, in the movie. But in the comics, too? In the comics, either. Oh, good. He's got, basically kind of got the same costume in the good, good. comics now. All right, so anyway. Uh, but he's so, an alien. He didn't know where to put his underpants. Oh, That's so. how we do it on my home planet. <laughs> you guys are the weird ones. <laughs> we wear our underpants on the inside. Superman. So. Oh, I just, uh, just don't understand. <laughs> anyway, broken news segment, uh, Jimmy Martin. Shannon Barnson. How's it going? Hello. Uh, let's see. Where do we want to start? Oh, okay. Let's do some uh, topical stuff here really quick, and then I've got... <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. And then I'm, and then I'm going to ruin uh, the Star Trek movie for you. Okay. Um, what, what? That's coming I, up. I haven't seen it yet. No. Let's, uh, well, no one has. Well, no. Actually... <laughs> that cancer guy did. Some Brazilians have seen it. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to talk to you about. Did that guy pass away? Not to, not to bring yeah, it down. He died. He, he, he died. Imagine if he just pulled through. <laughs> he died a few days after he Oh, did he? It. Yeah. That's... Not, well, I was going to say that's cool they got to see it, and not anyway. cool they died. Uh, so real quickly here, because in the, in the first half of the show you just heard, we talked about Oz the Great and Powerful. Jimmy Martin, film critic, would you please let us know, what about Oz the Great and Powerful? Let me tell you this. Yeah. Uh, made so much money. I haven't seen the numbers yet. Huge. Is it good? Well, last I read, and this is Sunday afternoon, was uh, eighty million. But oh, some are some are saying it's going to hit a hundred. Oh, right? but good. Here's, here's the thing: Friday afternoon, and I'm talking between twelve and three. Yeah. Disney started crunching the numbers. They busted a phone call to the screenwriter and said, <laughs> "You might want to work on the next one. We need another one of these. Did yeah. you get another one going? Could you?" <laughs> I, I would. And be that's surprised. Uh, that's the truth. Yeah, no, that is that, that was. I read that in the Hollywood I heard about uh, that. Reporter. Anyway, so uh, your review of Oz the Great and, Great and Powerful. Powerful. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, it's interesting that Disney let Sam Raimi have a $200 million budget, and he got to make a very Raimi film. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. He's got, it's got the montage that you know Raimi for, like where the image on, images on top of images, you know? Yeah. It's got the shots like Doc Ock's tentacles. Like yeah, the, Raimi cam. The, yeah, Raimi cam. It's got yeah. Raimi cam in it awesome. when, the, when the plants attack. Um Let's see. I don't. Well, it, I'll, I'll maybe spoil a little bit because it's, it's on IMDb and it's not really hidden anymore. And they're saying it's not supposed to be a secret. It was. It was in Entertainment Weekly. I know what you're talking. about. It's who the Wicked Witch of the West is. Spoil- oh no, the, no, not that. Oh, no? I thought you were going to talk about the Gatekeeper. No, yeah, yeah, the Gatekeeper. I, I will say that it's somebody who's very close to Raimi's heart. That's well, it's and I, yours probably too. Yeah, you like him. Um, it's not spoiling much. Should I say who the Wicked Witch is because. Eh. Well, spoiler alert, you guys don't really give a shit. And if you're a listener, uh, I would, you know. Really? It's not hard if you really look at well, the pictures. No, I wouldn't do it, Jimmy. No, yeah, I wouldn't do it. I agree. Okay, well, then I have to keep one of my reviews uh, separate. Okay. Okay, I, I won't say that. kind part. of a blanket. It's actually the only one reason that I didn't like the film. Oh, that's the reason you didn't like it. One, it's, I mean, it's a small bit. Oh. I give it three stars. It's okay. a really rock solid film. It, it's beautiful. Franco is actually a really good Oz. He's and I could see because when the rumor was that Downey Jr. was going to be it. Well, he was cast. He was yeah. cast. I'm kind of glad he didn't because all really? the way that that character is written, it's Tony Stark. You are the first person that I have read that says it should have been. Uh, it should have been RDJ. Is all the other critics I've been reading? You're the first person who says that they thought that he was good in the role. This, uh, this Franco. Uh, Franco. Yeah. I liked him. You know, he's he's like he's like a little Tony Stark Jr. Hmm. You know, he's a womanizer. He's egotistical. 
You know, uh, it just it, it screams, and I'm, that's why I'm glad Downey didn't do it because it would have just been like, oh, that's just Downey being Downey again. You know. Well, thank God he killed that plant. <laughs> uh, but it's it's very pretty to look at. Uh, Michelle Williams, it, it, you could not cast a better Glinda the Good Witch. I was going to say she's perfect for yeah. that, isn't she? And, she, and you want to know you want to know if she kept some of that weight on for as Marilyn, please. She lost a lot of it, but she still has a little bit. Okay. She looks good. She looks really good. Rachel Weiss looks good. Because she is so perfect in yeah. the Maryland movie. And, Just, oh. and I'll say um, Mila Kunis and her leather pants yeah. that she wears throughout the film. Nice. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> what? She, now I'm going to go see this movie. Yeah, she, no. is, she is too good for Ashton Kutcher. That's all oh, I can say. Oh, God, fuck Ashton. Are they together? Yeah. Yeah, she should have stayed with Seth MacFarlane. She should just come over to my house. I'll give her a place. Or to that. Sleep. <laughs> or that. No, uh, but no, it's a lot of fun. It was, it, I think, better than I expected it to be. Um, it's they do a lot of cool things with it, you know. And yeah, they do steer away from the classic a little bit. That's actually one of my favorite parts. The first twenty minutes or so are all black and white mm-hmm. until he gets to Oz, it goes to color. But it's also shot in the frame rate of old school cinema. So you got the black bars on the side. Oh, really? And then what's cool about that because it's not really the frame rate. They can tinker with it so. There's actually some cool things in 3D for this. Like, there's a part where he blows fire and it goes outside of the frame rate, you know, onto the side where the black bars are. So it, it kind of escapes the frame. It's really cool what Ramey did with this thing. And then when you get to Oz color and, and, and the screen gradually goes wider and wider and wider, and so you got to. Well, there will be another. Yeah. But I heard he's not doing it. Who? Ramey. Ramey's. Well, I think he said he's, I'm done. He, I don't know. It's like I can do whatever I want now. I was probably read somewhere that he said that, but you know, in, paycheck comes in. <laughs> I was going to say, in the words of Krusty the Clown, they backed a truckload of money up to my car, up to my house and dumped it out. I'm not made of stone. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what uh, Robert Downey Jr. said about being a star? Because his last contract is Iron Man three, I think. Yeah. He goes, oh yeah, I'll do it, but they're going to have to find a really big armored truck That's full of money said. to back up to my That's house. That's exactly what he said. And he's, they should. He said it'll cost him if I come back, and they should. Why? I'm sorry. He's he's the one who sells those films. That's right. So he's the anchor. He is. Uh, okay, let's talk uh, really quickly here. Uh, we, we did Oz. I want to talk about uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh-huh. Justin Timberlake. Watched it. Oh, was he on? Jeff did and I you? watched it. I sort of remember it. Yeah. How many times? That's not his first. He's done it a few times, hasn't he? Well, the first sketch was he's a member of the Five yeah. Timers Club. Oh, that five times? That was so cool. Now, that's what I want to bring up. Okay. Um, it was a very, and again, Chevy was funny. Uh-huh. He can be funny. Yes. Yeah, Chevy Chase was on it? Yeah. Oh, what? dude. Well, he's you know he was in the Five Timers Club. I need to watch. It this. was a great sketch where uh, Timberlake is now admitted to the Five Timers Club, and he goes in, and there's uh, uh, Chevy Chase, and there's Paul Simon. Paul Simon is the first person he sees. <laughs> Steve Martin, Steve is, Martin there. is there. Nice. Uh, and uh, the funny the, the, the funny gag was is that Dan Aykroyd was a waiter <laughs> and a bartender <laughs> because he's only hosted once. Yeah. Oh. And he kept turning around, and I'm like, he's. Bald. No. Anyway, no, no. Um, Dan Eckerd was the bartender, and uh, Martin Short was Martin the waiter. Short. <laughs> Martin Short was the waiter. That's it. All right. Martin Short's only hosted yeah. a couple of times, but there was a great part where uh, you, you've got Martin Short, uh, Steve Martin, and Chevy Chase all on the screen at the same That's time. That's awesome. And uh, you know, Timberlake says, "I can't believe we're. I, I'm standing next to the three amigos. Could you do the salute?" And both Chevy and Martin went, "No, oh, no, no, no." But of course. Martin Short steps up and gladly because <laughs> he's that he, that's his character. Sure, um, but I want to talk about what happened afterward, after that sketch on the screen or on the show. Okay. On the show, yeah. The next sketch, <laughs> which was a dating game sketch. It was a brilliant concept. But I want to bring it to a larger <laughs> point. Okay, so the setup was. 
dating game. There's this poor, you know, the, the, the new fat guy. I don't know who he is. He's very funny. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Bobby. I stopped learning their names some years ago because why bother? Bobby Moynihan. You won't see him in three years anyway. Yeah. Bobby Moynihan. So Bobby like Moynihan is, the, is bachelor number one. Yeah. Bachelor number two is actually two people, the dick in the box guys. Our bachelor Andy number Sandberg two. And, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, Sam, so Sandberg came back. Yeah, they're, 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 they're together on the same chair or something. Yeah. Got it. Well, they have them in boxes this time <laughs> for some reason. Okay. And then number three, <laughs> since Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd were there... The Fest Drunk Brothers. Your characters. <laughs> yeah. You're young. I, no, no, no. I, I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Tony's listening, so I'll, I'll explain it to him Tony. who the Fest Drunk Brothers are. They were two guys who they, they would go to the discos and try to pick up girls. It was kind of like... And they were foreign men. They're like from... from it's kind of with the Night of the Rock. Some of the Eastern Bloc. Czechoslovakia yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You're American breasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, yeah. they, they were, it, yeah. So I'm watching that. How'd you feel about that? Is that hard for you? <laughs> Grinding my teeth. Really? Was it I bad? No. no, hang on. Because as a little kid, right. it was fucking funny. Oh, hilarious. As a little kid, well, it's You're not fucking that hilarious. much older than me. Yeah. Right? It's, no, I remember, it was funny as but, fuck when I was a kid. But what was your feeling watching that? Well, let me because, preface this as this. Because I'm going to bring it to a bigger point here. I will preface this by saying I was, uh, you I were, would say it was half shit house. You were in your cups, as they say. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it made me laugh. I was like, I mean, but I kept looking at Dan Aykroyd, and I was like, holy shit, you're fat. <laughs> I was okay. like, oh, right? Because did, they did that whole shaking thing. They yeah. do this thing where they're were, shaking. Were they wearing the and outfits? Yeah, they were, they were always, the yeah. outfits, the whole thing. That's the part of the characters. Right. Yeah. They always shake. They're always like shaking. Yeah, because they're in the mood. watching... Dan, Dan Aykroyd looked like a fucking waterbed. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Now, this brings me to my bigger point. Oh, God. The first thing, while that was on, Sue was in the, in the bathroom, and I'm like, please don't come out. Please don't come out. You can't see this. Yeah. I don't want yeah. you to see I this. I don't want to explain this. This is horrible. I don't want to have to explain it. Yeah. Thank God she stayed in there. I don't know. But anyway, I'm watching Dan Aykroyd, and the first thing I said after he starts, you noticed him, you know, yeah. doing Jiggle. the move and jiggling and everything. I said aloud, the only people in the room to hear it were my dogs, were, Bill Murray is right. He is. We don't want to see fat old men chasing uh-uh. ghosts. Uh-uh. Which is why I'm here to tell you all, I don't want a sequel. I want a reboot. Yep. Yeah. I want new actors in those roles, and I know that's heresy, y'all, but you're going to get another Ghostbusters. You don't want those guys. You do not want, don't. You don't they've, want the old guys. They've missed the mark. Probably about 10 years. I mean, Ghostbusters, another Ghostbusters movie is an inevitability. Yeah. It is going to happen. You don't want Dan Aykroyd in that goddamn jumpsuit, nope. folks. We, we talked about do a reboot and just have them do little cameos. Not even as their characters, just at their, that's if the guy that, who called them to... I would like to even move beyond yeah. that. I would just like a reboot completely. And let me just help you with a cast. Josh Gad is hilarious. Yeah. On He's the only funny thing on that 1600-pound oh, show. Because that show's terrible. Oh, him, yeah. That show is terrible. But if you, took, funny. if you took him and make it that character and put it in there, hilarious. Yeah. Just he, he, incredibly like he, funny. He should be the new Egon. He could do it. Yeah. It's just, anyway, it was just so, I was inside crying yeah. watching Dan Aykroyd doing yeah. that. It's, Martin still got it. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve still got it. Oh, yeah. It's like he's I, thought you, I thought you meant Martin Short. Steve Martin. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, no, all those guys still have it. Yeah. yeah. Even Chevy to a point. Dude, yeah. When, but, when uh, Martin Short hosted yeah. this year, it was the funniest. It, I think it was the funniest episode of that show in probably five years when he hosted it. But I just, after that sketch, I just couldn't watch anymore. I just, can, I turned it off. It's up in my TiVo, and I'll probably watch it again this week. But <laughs> Can I say one thing, speaking of Chevy? Yeah. Cancel community. Please. It's not good anymore. See, I'm still liking it. I don't like it anymore. You think? No, I've lost it. And it's, and the fact that, I mean, I know it was delayed on their thing. So watching mm-hmm. fucking Thanksgiving episodes in March is just weird. But I, I just, I don't find it funny. This last one, I laughed maybe three times. The one uh, before that was terrible. See, I, I still think it's funny. I'm just out of it. I just, I, I'm just like this is this is what we waited for. I think it's Changtastic. Oh God, it's so. What, what, what is it? He Changnesia. Yes, Chang- Changnesia. <laughs> can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> Changnesia. Uh, His name's Chang. So anyway, there we go. And I can do, send send your Ghostbusters can I say hate, hate mail to me. Can I say something that's really funny? And if you get the opportunity and you're in some other state and you see Miss that uh, Miss Joan Rivers, oh, is man. coming to your town to you, uh, do her act. She's touring. All the time. Yeah. I mean, she never sits down. It's not like she's on tour now. She's on tour all the time. And if you ever get a chance to go see her perform, folks, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I most of the most of the the panel went last night, and I have I don't think I've laughed that hard in five, six, seven years. I don't know. And I've said before my love for stand up, and it's one of those things where we went home and I sat around for a little bit. I was like. That's what I'm going to remember. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. like Carlin was one of the, you know, I, there's people that you need to see before they're gone. Yeah. And she's one of them. She's definitely one of them. I will tell you this. I was impressed that a 79 year old woman made me uh, seem uh, clean. <laughs> Conservative. Holy shit. <laughs> Talking about her fucking floppy vagina and stuff. Well, you suction a cup it to the floor. Suction cup it to the floor when there's an earthquake. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and I had, had something horrible to say about every race, religion. There's just something to say for a comedian who gets on that stage in front of thousands and doesn't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. I, don't, just, I don't care if I make you mad. It's a fucking joke. Yeah. I, I, and and there, were, there were many jokes that I was sitting there going, only a little old lady could tell yeah, those jokes. Exactly. No way I could get on the radio and tell those yeah. jokes. I couldn't even well, do a clean version. As, know, as a white male, I couldn't do those jokes. But, you know, yeah. she got in trouble. Uh Recently, it was like yeah. it was like uh, during the Oscars. No, no, it was it was on Fashion Police. Fashion it was, on Fashion Police? And it was oh, a picture yeah. of Heidi Klum, <laughs> right. and she said a German had never looked that hot since throwing a Jew in the oven. Yeah, well, it was uh, she hasn't uh, a, G- a, a German hasn't been this hot since pushing Jews into the oven. Yeah, something, something along those lines. And and the people were like, oh, you know, of course, you need to apologize. And she's like, fuck you. No, she immediately said, why? Yeah. It's a joke. Exactly. And my favorite response, and Carlin kind of had the same argument, too. She goes, and this is what Joan said on CNN. She goes, why don't you go talk to fucking Mel Gibson, yeah. a guy who really hates Jews. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. She's she, she like, I was married to a Jew. Yeah, who lost his entire family in the Holocaust. She's like, I know what the Holocaust <laughs> yeah. is. So. I just, I love her. She was good. And, I and, love that style of comedian. And all the jokes that she was talking about uh, uh, Gimps last night, you know, the, the, <laughs> she was married to a guy with one leg. Yeah. For six years, yeah, I don't remember whom, Gimp whom she said. Oh, they were hilarious about going up the ramp. Whom she, oh, yeah, said, yeah, whom she said was the love of her life. Yeah, so don't talk to her about making fun of the handicapped. She, 
You know, well, and if you do, she don't give and a fuck. Plain and plain yeah. and simple. And Gillette put it best in defense of Joan Rivers and this whole thing. He says, "Can you name anybody alive today who has more experience standing up on a stage and telling jokes in front of people? You can't. No. no. So I'd say she knows her shit about comedy. Maybe Bob Newhart." <laughs> That's true. New, well, he doesn't do as much stand-up as, as Joan does. Joan Not is anymore, always huh? touring. No. Yeah. I, I mean, we're talking constantly on up in front of people. You Probably, know? huh? She, she is, is the it. only... Yeah. She is it. And if you don't have a chance to see her live, watch a piece of work, the documentary yeah. oh, about yeah. her. It's really good. God, she was so good. I like. I thought I was going to die last night. Just, yeah. just hilarious shit. I love it. Anyway, so go see Joan Rivers. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to some stuff here. Um, do you want me to ruin the Star Trek movie yeah, for you? Yeah, go. Let's, fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Come All right. Here. What happened was, is that the uh, the new Star Trek movie? When's that open? Um, May. Not, the answer is not soon enough. Oh, oh, really? It's it's like the first. It's right after Iron Man three. Yeah. See, that month of May is huge for me. Those are the two movies that I am dying to see this I, year. I'm a little. The only reason I'm a little worried because I, I I have I think it's gonna be Avengers syndrome because we saw Avengers last May mm-hmm. and everything after that didn't really give a shit. You know, it just kind of ruined. But then you got Pacific Rim. That's the one I'm... And when is that? That's July, okay. I believe. All right. When does Superman come out? That's June. June. <sighs> Have faith. Nah. Just breathe Have deep. Faith. Have faith, Spunky. Nah. We'll hold your hand, Darren. It'll be fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, what happened was is that um, uh, the uh, Brazilian Press Club... Brazil. Oh, I subscribe to them. No, I don't. The Brazilian site judeo.com.br. J-U-D-A-O dot com dot B-R. A report from a press screening of Star Trek Into Darkness from uh, Sao Paulo, presented by producer Brian Burke. I bet everybody that was there was hot and had great asses. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Brazilian. That was not the entire film, but it was 38 minutes of it. The fuck? Okay. All right. So here are some of the highlights. Oh. Again, spoilers. Was there a Spock? Fuck. Yeah, there's a Spock in there. Yes. There's a Spock. All right. Uh, from the extended beginning of the film, the opening sequence, which we saw at the IMAX theaters Looked in gorgeous. December, has been reordered, is changed order. Oh. Uh, to have uh, Nibiru volcano sequences now open the film, followed by the title card, and then the scenes in London at the oh. hospital. Okay. All right, so it's out of difference. The Nibiru mission ends with Kirk rescuing Spock, violating the Prime Directive. Revealing the Enterprise to the Nibiru natives. Ah. So he can beam Spock out of the volcano. Sure. All right. You said cock for a second. Sorry. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> there is a scene back in San Francisco. Beam my cock out. <laughs> I, I love this. Kirk has a scene in bed with two cat women. Nice. What? Kirk, you dirty bitch. You filthy fuck. Say what you will about Shatner. I don't think he ever had two at a time. No. Yeah. At least not documented. You mean two pussies in bed? Uh-uh. Mm. <laughs> that was punny. <laughs> Kirk makes mention of hoping to get assigned to a five-year mission. Okay. Implying that the famed five-year mission ain't even started yet. What? Kirk is demoted for violating the prime directive on Nibiru. Is he no longer? Losing like... command <gasps> of the Enterprise. What? He just got right it. at the beginning of the fucking movie. <laughs> He's had command of the Enterprise for ten minutes. Anyway, Pike is set to take over command. Ah, I like that actor with Kirk as first officer. Cool. 
Pike wanted to send Kirk back to the Academy, but was convinced or possibly ordered to make Kirk first officer of the Enterprise by Admiral Marcus. I wish Jeff were here, played by Peter Weller. Because hmm. we were wondering who Peter Weller was in this whole thing. So he's Jeff's speculation for a while was maybe Peter Weller is Khan. Yeah. And Benedict Cumberbatch is like one of Khan's minions. Yeah. No. Hmm. Well, as far as we know. Now, if Kirk's the first officer, what do you do with Spock? We janitorial duties. Well, Cook. he's assigned <laughs> to another ship. <gasps> what? Uh-uh. That's not nice. They're friends. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make no sense. A character uses his Starfleet ring as a bomb dropping it into the water for a reaction and destroying a facility in London. Hmm. The London attack leads to a big meeting of Starfleet captains, which itself is attacked by Benedict Cumberbatch, John Uh Harrison, resulting in Pike being injured again. (laughs) Boop! Harrison's transported away after this happens. Later seen in the film... Enterprise severely damaged, falling to Earth with Spock in command, ordering an evacuation. Kirk and Scott seen in engineering trying to stabilize the ship at this time. Later, Spock seen beaming down to San Francisco and starting a long chase with Harrison. Eventually, Spock meeting up with Harrison and engaging in a fight. Nice. So, so is every movie Pike going to be captain and somehow get hurt and then Kirk becomes captain? Like, is it going to be like Kenny dies? Like, you hurt Pike. You I don't bastards. know. I don't know. I just want him in the wheelchair with that beep. I'm excited for that. Uh, one. You'll get to see the new trailer for Into Darkness in front of G.I. Joe Retaliation. Oh, okay. Uh, March 29th. <laughs> They're finally going to release it? It'll be uh, two yeah, hour, yeah. Uh, two minutes and 20 seconds long. They showed about five minutes of G.I. Joe in front of uh, Hansel and Gretel, yeah. and it looked fucking cool. I think it looks cool. Yeah, I was excited when they were going to release it yeah. in August. And then, you know. I, I catch a lot of shit for saying I didn't hate the first G.I. Joe movie. I, I didn't I, hate it. It was a terrible film. I'll say I the, hated it. it was, oh, God, it's so fucking funny. It, it is. I sat there and watched that with Logan, and we were just... Piss in our pants. It was so bad. Yeah. But you didn't hate it, though. No. No, you you were like, ah, all right, I, whatever. The whole end part, like the whole character arc of Destro makes no sense. Yeah, right? I know, I know. Because at the end, remember, he's like, um, they pour the metal over his face or whatever, and he goes, and his, and his reaction is first, he's like, yes, I finally accepted my family's the d- heritage yeah. and then all the, he's like stoked and then all of a sudden he's like what did you do to me <laughs> see I'll say critics when you, when you said you were going to pour metal on my face <laughs> I thought you meant metaphorically <laughs> and I was really excited about it literally one second ago <laughs> they, but um, now I'm pissed now I don't know what to do critics walked in mad though because that's when uh, we had just reviewed Transformers 2 yeah. and saying it was racist and so there was a press screening scheduled and they cancelled it on us yeah. and so we had to all go see it at midnight to you know get our reviews in and right. we were pissed alright yeah. oh real fast did you see speaking of trailers and whatnot, uh, Iron Man 3 did you watch it yet uh, yes I don't <laughs> that's, wow. a, that's, a, that's a Hulkbuster suit that is yeah. that's a Hulkbuster you see all those different Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man suits all the Iron Man suits. Oh, it looks so good. I watched it three times on my I know. on the smart board at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> smart board. Uh, let's see. Really quickly here. Uh, Sam Mendes is out for Bond 24 because he's he wants to do theater. 
Sure. Good choice. That's what he's telling people. It pays just as well. Yeah. <laughs> I have a creative decision to make. Be honest, Sam. You know you can't top it. That that's could a, be that's, true. That is a hell of an act to follow. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be doing that. And you realize that anything you do after that, they're going to go, eh, it wasn't as good as you know, good Skyfall. Skyfall. Because you knocked it out of the park, Sam. Don't be ashamed. All right. Uh, Felicity is going to be on the Planet of the Apes movie, the, the new one. Felicity? Felicity. Carrie Russell? Carrie Russell. Really? Mm-hmm. Is she going to be a monkey? She's been cast. We don't know yet. <laughs> Shave her down? I hope she's a monkey. <laughs> um, she looks like she could fling some poo. She's really good in this uh, this show, The Americans. Have you been watched, watching? I haven't watched. I've heard about watch it. it. I haven't seen it. I'm actually quite enjoying it. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. Although they did kind of, I'm not caught up, but I just watched one where they talk about uh, the attempted assassination on Reagan, and what would two Russian spies do at that time? Hmm. It's kind of a standalone and not necessary. Interesting. But you know, there's a lot of great period music in it. She was she was good in uh, Austin Land at Sundance. The hmm. Jerusha Hess is that her name? Yes. Yeah. She's uh, speaking, speaking of Reagan, I finally watched the second half of that uh, uh, Dark Knight Returns cartoon. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Molly. And they bring Reagan in. Yeah, and I, I love that it's Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's and if, uh, God, see that it's so good. It's, oh yeah, it's really good. Part yeah. one and part two, and oh. they, and they they work separately, but they they work even better together to make an evening of it. Yeah, yeah. and just Fantastic. watch it back to back. It's uh, it's one of those instances where, uh, and I read a whole article about, you know, you can't be too uh, too uh, slavish to the adaptation, you know. But they were really uh, it was pretty close, really damn close yeah. to the book. And I love that. Uh, what's his face, uh, uh, Lyman from uh, from uh, Lost. What's it, what was his name? Oh, Benjamin Linus. Benjamin Linus. What, Linus. Is the Joker. Yeah. Is the Joker, and he's perf- He's the perfect voice he was for good that version of the Joker. For that Joker. And wasn't yeah. it, it's Peter Weller as Batman, Peter right? Weller's Batman. Yeah, he's good, too. I thought he could have been a little bit better. Really? Yeah. I liked him. There was the, the, first, the first episode, you know, because it's two discs, the first disc, I was kind of underwhelmed by the vocal acting. Hmm. Second one makes up for it. Yeah. That being said, though, it's still terrific together. It's really good. As a package. Uh, all right. And uh, let's see. Oh, yes. Uh, the new uh, Marvel cartoons, mm-hmm. uh, Avengers Assemble, right, uh, will debut on July 7th. And what station has this? This it's, will uh, be Disney XD. on Disney okay. XD. And uh, then uh, Hulk, Hulk and the Agents, Agents of, of Smash, Smash on uh, August 11th. That seems like it's going to be kind of like that uh, that Spider Man show. That's just too kiddy for me. Yeah. The it's Ultimates. That's their that's their Marvel block now. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be you know Ultimate Spider Man, Avengers Assemble, and Agents of Smash. <sighs> <laughs> I, I know, I know. It, uh, it's, you know. it's hard for you. I'll watch the first episode. Yeah, give it a shot. Because we told you, if you listen to this show regularly, you know, Agents of Smash is a team. Yeah. What, what's the team again? It's Hulk. Yeah. It's Hulk. She-Hulk. Of course. Uh-huh. A-Bomb. Red Hulk. And Scar. Living, living under one roof. Working together to tackle threats that are too enormous for other heroes to handle. So a lot of people are going to be talking like this. It's like a real world. Voiced by the likes of, well, let's see. She-Hulk is Eliza Dushku. Huh. Seth Green is voicing somebody in that, and I don't know who. It better not be the Hulk. <laughs> I bet it's A-Bomb. Maybe it's Scar. <laughs> Dad! Dad! 
dad. He's just the kid from Family Guy. Ugh. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. There's there's that. Um, hmm. I wanted to talk about uh, this uh, article. I'll just I'll just send you. Here's some homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, Business Week. I was going to talk about it. We'll get to it uh, sometime. But uh, read the Business Week article about the process of the sale of Lucasfilm to Disney. Hmm. It's really interesting. It's online. Business Week article. Uh, really eye-opening about how the process went down and how Lucas is smarter than we give him credit for. I've never said he's I never said smart. He, yeah, he's a shitty writer, yeah, but... You know, we always make fun of him. He's a fucking hack. But yeah, as far he as... He lives on a ranch. I mean, as far on. as business goes, he did some shit when he was approached about selling, said no initially, started getting preparing his, for the sale. Yeah. in a row. Because when they said, hey, you want to sell it? And he said no. In his head, he went, yes. Yes. And now I'm going to up the value. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's already a valuable item. I'm going to make it more so. No. And then he came and said, all right, I guess I could sell. Financially, that guy's not an idiot by any means. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a fascinating article. We'll talk about it uh, on a future episode. Huh. Uh, all about it's in Business Week. Anyway. All right. Anything else? I got a hmm? last episode I mentioned a, a pair of headphones, the Astro A40 mm-hmm. gaming headset that were 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. And you guys were like, hell no. Like, you know, I'm not spending that much for headphones and all that. <laughs> well, you, you hadn't tried them yet. I hadn't tried them yet. And now I have. And I, I'll kind of coincide with my... I've been playing Tomb Raider. They sent me Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. How's that? It's good. It's really good. Graphics are great. It's gory as hell. Um, so I've been playing with that and testing out also with Halo. Uh, these headphones kind of change the way I'm playing games. Hmm? And it sounds really weird, but it's inside the headphone. I think I mentioned this. It's a 7.1 surround system inside the headphones. So there's wow. a little, there's a subwoofer, there's little speakers all throughout it, you know, hmm. and basically create surround sound for your gaming play. In your head? Yeah. And so like it's like when you fire guns off in Halo so that you feel it like in your chest almost. It's weird. And uh, so I would say like, you know, yeah, to, when you say $250 for a pair of headphones, that sounds kind of ludicrous, but you're essentially buying a surround sound system for your he- you know, for your game. Well, and if you're a, if you're a serious gamer, yeah. No, it's you want something like these, that. These every person I've showed them because I'm like you just just test it for a second. Every person who's tried them on goes holy shit! Like that's I've, you hear Ugh. things you like you hear glass shattering like you know 50 feet away from your character and it's it's weird. Yeah. You know I was given a, a pair of uh, gaming headphones as a gift mm-hmm. and I've not used them yet. Yeah, I've had them for about a year. Sorry, Chris. Um, <laughs> maybe I should dig them out. I mean they're probably not these. But, I, yeah, I don't know, but. I mean, the whole concept of a gaming headphone kind of eluded me because it's just me and the wife that live here. I, yeah. I don't have to hide my sound. I, I don't live in an apartment, so I don't have to hide the sound from but, anyone. So, but if you do, and like you know, like you know, when Cat's painting, she doesn't want to hear. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Shit blasting. So when you put these on, you're getting the full surround sound effect, but it's just it's in your head. She can hear it like a tiny bit, but you know, in my head, it's making me go deaf. Hmm. But, <laughs> but and you will. Yeah, it's really good though. So. If you want to throw down 250 bucks for a set of headphones, I'm telling you right now, it's worth it. Might be worth it. It's for the sound. What are they called again? Astro A40s. All right. So that's when I said it, Tony's eyes lit up, and I'd never tried them, but that's why he was, holy shit. You know, you got yeah. some. You got those? Yeah. So that's why. But uh, yeah, right. it's good. What about you, Mr. B? Uh, Pub yeah. quiz? Pub quiz, yeah. Well, I've got some pri- I've got some prizes for you. <clears throat> oh, cool. to, uh, to give away. Yeah, we're going to be moving back outside soon, which I'm stoked about. Yeah, it's warming up. Yeah, we go back up out on the patio. They, uh, Lucky Thirteen usually wins best patio. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Have a great patio. So uh, Wednesday nights eight thirty. Uh, 
Yeah. And uh, I'll be in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Look for me, and I'll be looking for you, because I know you'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I'll be all over that thing. Yeah. And um, um, movie night. Movie night is yeah. coming. Movie night. I think the theme has been. I, I called it uh, Geeks Go Greek. Or yeah. It's somewhere yeah. around there. Geeks or Greek or something, something like that. Like that. But uh, it's uh, Animal House and Revenge of the Nerds. Now, do you know which one you're going to show first? I believe it's Revenge of the Nerds. I mean, both are great films. I mean, it's one or the other, but. Go to, uh, I think by the time you hear this, it'll be still the current episode of uh, Entertainment Weekly. There is a breakdown, and I'll bring it for the movie night, uh, comparing all of the college frat-type oh, party movies. I saw that. It was and, cool. And statistics. And how Animal House still has more of all of the stuff that these movies are known for than any of them. Yeah. And I know one drinking rule already is, because Kat and I watched it just a few weeks ago, there's a lot of glass breaking in that film. I don't know in why. In Animal House especially. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah, in Animal House. It's just like random glass breaks all the time. <laughs> and then I cannot wait to see an entire theater full of people dancing to Otis Day in the nights. That's going to be part of the participation. Uh, you have to dance. you got to get up and do the worm. <laughs> and then someone has to dump mustard on their chest like John Belushi. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I love that movie. It had to have hurt. Ugh. All right. Uh, so that will be uh, the last Sunday of the month, which yeah. is the 31st. Uh, weird. Thrown out March with a bang. Yeah, March 31st. If, if, go green. If, if we're still alive. If we're still alive. Yeah. St. Right. Patrick's Day party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I promise not to pass out at two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were the winner last year. You are Try, the winner. I'm trying to decide if I bring back the St. Patrick's championship belt. Well, we... At the slip and slide, we got the golden rattle. It's always fun. Yeah, people were trying too hard to get it, and I thought one of my friends was going to die. <laughs> no, that's true. You yeah, just bring it out this year. Like, just, just don't don't tell them. Yeah. Make it impromptu. Yeah. Only <laughs> only if you see a performance deserving. Right. Oh, I, you know? I'm, we will. You know, we will. I know. Yeah. <laughs> of course. All right. Uh, back to the episode. Um, well, I guess it's still called the Plant Killer. Pleased to enjoy. Hey, this is Dan the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. It's finally here! Our Ultra Mega Super Deluxe Spring Blowout Sale on the best desktop and laptop computers on the planet. We have demo models, open box, scratch and dents for up to 50% off the original prices. Got an old clunky computer? No problem. We'll buy it from you and apply it towards your computer. We even transfer all your information and old data for free with our exclusive lifetime service guarantee. That means if you get a virus or spyware, or if your Windows gets completely obliterated, you're covered forever. And to make it extra sweet, we're offering your choice of zero down, zero interest for a year financing, OAC, minimum payment required, or 90 days, same as cash, no credit check financing. Your job is your credit. So get into any one of our locations right now, or call us at one 596 save or check us out at PCLaptops.com. At PC Laptops, we really love you. And we're back. What? Yes, we are. I'm full of delicious pizza. From, From where? Estee Sugarhouse. Uh-huh. Don't eat pizza anywhere else, dummy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and um, um, we, their boxes. So we need to keep reminding you to, to, to get the 10% discount there. If you apparently, say yeah. Geek Show says, hey. They have a button on their register. 10%, 10 off. Why yeah. would you not get a discount? But hey, you know what? If you want to pay full price, you go right ahead. And eat, yeah. uh, order the eat, uh, eat more jalapeno. It is delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. Good. really it. It's so good. It was a good one. 2021 20, Windsor Avenue. I, I, I have had it. I, ha I didn't have it today. We had, we had a pizza today with Sugar House uh, 
brisket. Sugar that's House, oh barbecue brisket. That's the one I had. Yeah. yeah. Same owners. But oh so it, it, I think good. I want to roll in that. That's uh, so good. But Sid ate before she came over. I'm sorry. Good job, Sid. I didn't want to interrupt recording. I hope the movie was delicious. We're plus. It wasn't. We're plus one girl now. Yeah. Hello. Two girls. Somebody. I know, and this one talks. <laughs> a, a little bit. Not about anything important like most women, but. Boobs. 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 All right. I'm very uncomfortable. We saw your boobs. <laughs> Bringing it to the table. I picked her up by her butt outside. You he did? sure did. Like, sure. like a luggage? She just grabbed it? Yeah, like I, a bowling ball. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, you owe me a dollar. I, I, owe, I owe, a bowling ball? I, I, I owe you a dollar? No, Shannon owns me a dollar for picking me up like a bowling ball. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Wait, wow. he, owns you right. he owns you? He owns you? That's you what I heard. You own her? Owns. For like a bowling ball? I gave her the old gutter ball. <laughs> the gutter ball? Is that what the kids are calling it? Uh, okay. The Barnes gutter, gutter ball. ball. Uh, now, before we get back into, uh, I got a, I got some Wreck-It Ralph stuff. And uh-huh. I got, uh, oh, and there was, and there was one thing you asked me to talk about, too, uh, in regards to the adventures of Superman thing. Yes, before we get too far away from the... Uh, yeah, uh, Orson's got card controversy that we were talking about. Several comic stores across the nation are planning not to carry the book. Good. At least the issues that Orson Scott Card wrote. Locally, Dr. Volt's comics will not be carrying the book unless you order it. There will not be copies for the shelf. So they won't they won't turn you away. They'll just have to order it. Yeah, but they will look for, they'll, they'll judge you. It reminds me of when you go to Barnes and Noble here and they're like, if you want a Playboy, it's behind the counter. And you're like, hey. You know, I think I'm going to start going buy Playboys from there because I think that would be weird. They got other stuff, too. Right? Yeah. Hey, you guys got jugs? Hey, you got Hustler? I come, I come here from my jugs. I'm oh. not going to go to Bob. Want to see some I'm guns. not going to go to Bob Magazine Shop down the street. When, when you, when On you, State Street. When you, oh, I'm going to go to Barnes & Fucking Noble. Sit in that leather chair. Go to Google. What? What? what no? Well, yeah, no, porn he, is free. Come saying, on. He's saying it would be funny if he went in. Yes. The yeah. There's nothing funny about typing boobs. Yes. <laughs> like the hipster chick behind the counter. Exactly. Hey, uh, good night. Okay. Go in there. Go in there and say, "Okay, I need a copy of uh, Playboy." Playboy. I need a copy of. Need, uh, and then she'll she'll reach you know she'll reach down and get it and bring it and then and I need a copy of Hustler. They <laughs> <laughs> make her go because, back uh, and get it. You know, so, and I need a copy. You guys of, got a copy of uh, and, over over forty? And yeah. I need a copy of Jugs. <laughs> What about milfs? No, we don't have that one. You got a, you got a, you got chubsters. <laughs> Chubby and then after after you get like three magazines in, say, and I need a pack of Marlboro Reds. <laughs> <laughs> that poor hipster girl at Barnes and yeah. Noble will freak out. You got any? Lube? I need, and I need that other thing that's on that bottom shelf. <laughs> She'll go. You're Utah's worst Utahn. Yep. Now, before we get uh, back to the geek stuff, because uh, it was it was interesting um, uh, the, the stories of. Uh, of how Rancid saved the day. We, we should we should tell these stories. The punk band? Yeah. The yeah. punk band Rancid. Oh, oh I, I thought that was Timmy's nickname, Rancid. <laughs> Who's movie, Timmy? Movie, I, movie, I, movie, I, movie, so. I've known Tim, Tim Armstrong, the lead singer, a.k.a. Lent, back since he was in Operation Ivy, actually. Great band, too. But, uh, band. It, but their booking agent was Stormy Shepard, who lived here. Mm-hmm. Rancid was. Uh, she helped get tickets for a show in L.A. over several days called the Epitaph Summer Nationals. We were mm-hmm. so high that whole time. Yeah, yeah we were. Partly, <laughs> because, life, part, right? part, yeah. partly because we didn't know how to operate the uh, airflow control in my mom's car, and we were breathing <laughs> the same air for several days <laughs> that, in a row. That, that, that aqua blue f- uh, Fiesta. No, it was, a, it was a Honda Civic. Whatever it was. It was the windows didn't go down? I thought it was blurry. Yeah. Um... Uh, all the bands that were currently on 
Epitaph played shows over three nights. The last night was closed by Bad Religion, the biggest pit I have ever seen in my life. Nice. Bit, huge. I got knocked down by skinheads who, for some reason... Could smell the I, pot on you. Did you really go, yeah, I, think, I think they did, and they're like... <laughs> This guy has actual hair on his head, and he's skinny. Let's kick the shit out of him. <laughs> and Lint, Tim Armstrong, wandered into the middle of it, gave me a hand up, and walked me out of there. Aww. Aww. Yeah, I danced around with him, too. I but imagine now, he had a glowing now, halo the, during this the, whole event. The other thing event. about that trip, we went to Gary Coleman's, uh, when Gary Coleman had his arcade there. <laughs> Gary Coleman had an arcade? Yeah, yes. he had an arcade on uh, Venice... Venice Boulevard, yeah. Was everything there Sid sized? I was super duper high on life. High on life. Played the most amazing game of Star Trek The Next Generation pinball pinball ever. I was like, I played like for an hour straight. I was just like, I became a commander. You were the ball. I was the ball. Now, but on the other side of the rancid, yes, we were talking about rancid stories. So, my wife lived in a place called the Hate House. Don't uh, it was it was a H A T E. No, did Orson Scott Card? No, it was straight up hate. H A T E house, and it. But it was also so she lived there. But there was also they do shows there. Like mm-hmm. this is back in the day. It was in 1962. Or what? No, it's like 1980 something, right? <laughs> and uh, I was going to say I know Rancid, how old your wife is, and she was not there in 1962. Uh, it, was, it was early 90s, actually. I think. Well, whatever. Ransom played a it show there. Ransom played a show there, and uh, I think it was Lars. Got his nose broken. Actually, it was Matt Freeman, the basement bass player. <laughs> well, Charity was in taking a squat, right? Making a pee-pee. And like you do. Well, which in your it? own place. Well, taking a squat. Girls squat when they pee. I, you're they squat married? You, they haven't figured, oh. you haven't figured they, that out they, yet? They, they, they don't have squat. ding-dongs, Tony. Jesus. I just associate <laughs> Not all girls squatting. have ding-dongs. Jeez, Tiberius. squatting oh with gosh. pooping. She covers it with a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> only very we sp- fucked through a sheet, guys. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Tony, Tony, only very special girls have ding-dongs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Two ding-dongs. So anyway, Charity's in there taking a pee. And all of a sudden, the door bursts open. And she's like, what the fuck? And it's rancid, the whole band. And they're like, get the fuck out. Her nose is broken. His nose is broken. They pulled Charity right off the toilet mid-pee. And so she, I'm not allowed to listen to rancid, but she's in the car. <laughs> she's like, fuck it. Fuck those guys, punk rockers. Pussies. I bet she peed on them. I bet she peed on at least she one of them. She peed on rancid. Well, she should have. She should come out with the album. I thought that I was. I peed on Rancid. I thought that was reserved for Shannon. I thought he was the only one she'd be on. Only you, only you, baby. Mm, yeah. You very, get the special times. No. Tony, only very special girls. Well, well, not right now. <laughs> it's called a. You ever been peed on, shower. Tony? I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. Uh, sorry, Tony. <laughs> you can look, you you look it up on Google later. <laughs> a golden shower? I know what a golden shower is. Did you ever give yourself yeah. one? No. He's, okay. he's Maybe. A you ever requested one? <laughs> Looks like you're drinking a golden shower right it's now. It's right here in my cup. He's, mm. a sweet, he's a sweet boy. All right. Oh, bullshit. What? I don't believe it for You a don't second. believe that person? No. Really? It's, the, it's those ones you got to watch. <sighs> nice boys. It's I always you get a little the, freaky, don't you, Tony? Yeah, he does. It's always the quiet ones? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Huh? Was it Carlin? It's the loud ones that'll fucking kill you. Yeah. Uh, huh. Oh, poor Tad. <laughs> you still got your baby book? Tony. Oh. Hard to... Baby names? I like the Veritech fighter the most. Blueberries! Blueberries. See, blueberries without even being on the fucking mic. Wow. Hey, I'm Lee today. Lee Remember. George. Wow, Lee you're George. annoying. <laughs> Lee George Aww. Cade. She needed a coach. <laughs> 
She's got to get help for her blueberries. We, do, we I just, have, do I have to shave my head? Or sure. Yes. Uh, no, you could just let it fall out naturally. Uh, <laughs> I guess. I guess Lee will be on the next episode. Is what I'm. Is what? Is that what the? Yep. Yes, I'm hearing uh, from the control All room. All signs point to from the Channel Five copter from the control room. I'm I'm getting uh, that Lee will be on the next episode. I'd like the, to point out you're holding your ear too. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It's a visual. It's a visual. It's laughing. It's laughing. Uh, Lee's in the green room eating fruit leather. I got it. I understood it. Blueberries. Uh, let's see. Where, God, where do we go? Where do we go? All right, Star Wars Overkill. Too late. In what fashion? Is there such a thing? Already done. Not yet. But it's coming. Well, that's what this article's about. Do you think they'll have Star Wars land at Disneyland? Probably. Oh, of course. Give it time. Would you pay to go see it? Yes. All right, here's... It depends on if it's prequel land. Here's some quotes. (laughs) Here's some quotes that I found. Uh, People uh, talking about, you know, the fact that Disney bought Star Wars and, you know, they're going to be making all these movies. They're not just making Episode 7, but they're making... Standalones, and you know they're going to make a Boba Fett movie and a Han, young Han Solo movie, and we're going to get a Star Wars movie every year. For I hear there's going to be mouse pads too. <laughs> Star Wars mouse pads? Yeah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. When's the last time you used a mouse pad? Yesterday. You have a mouse pad? Yeah. No one has mouse pads. I do. I, I do. do. You guys have mouse pads? I do in the studio or because it's quiet. Not on my laptop, but when I use a mouse, I have a mouse pad. Yeah. Oh, I don't use mouse pads anyway. Um, <laughs> Well, you are the superior oh human. Good God. for you. Teddy down there is so annoying. I know. Uh, Zach Stentz, co-writer of X-Men First Class, says, uh, I dearly hope that this new crop of talented filmmakers will expand the world of Star Wars, not retread film- familiar ground or provide unnecessary backstory to characters who don't need it. Which begs the question, do we need a young Han Solo movie? Mm. In theory, Boba, fun. Boba Fett movie. Execution. You know. uh, Kevin Smith said, now part of the Disney Empire, Star Wars will become as ubiquitous as Starbucks. It's now as American as baseball, apple pie, and as universal as Coca-Cola. In our current business climate of outsourcing, Star Wars may be America's last remaining dependable export. He's got a point. Um, so it's a good thing that they're taking the expanded universe approach, giving Yoda, Boba Fett, and Han Solo their own movies is creatively and financially ingenious. Grouse, though they may, it's not that they're Star Wars. Uh, every old school fan will line up to see an origin story. Shit, yeah. Or to see David Boreanaz as young Han Solo winning the Millennium Falcon from Donald Glover's baby-faced Lando. <laughs> Holy fuckballs, I'd see that movie. Uh, you, can't, you, you can't call it the commodification of Star Wars because the creator himself first commodified Star Wars a long, long time ago and a decade far away with toys and bed sheets and inflatable lightsabers. Star Wars has always been big business. It's a roller coaster ride in a, in a theme park, thrilling, fun, and good for repeat business. As you leave the ride, you're compelled to buy the T-shirt and the snow globe memento. Disney paid billions for Star Wars, but with the JJ news and now the subsequent info about the spinoff flicks, you're going to make double what they paid in the first ten years alone. My question is, does Star Wars become Star Trek, where this series and that series and that series and that series suddenly got to the point that, you know, that... Enterprise didn't last as long as they thought, and people were tired of it. And That's it, what I wanted to bring up. It looked really dead. Because we will get a TV series. I yeah. mean, we've already got Clone Wars, uh, but I'm sure we'll get the live-action TV series. We'll have a movie every year. I think, I think the smart move they're making is to put it in different people's hands. 
right? Because yeah. No, 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 no. I don't no, mean. No, no. I don't mean different as opposed to George Lucas. I mean I as in as in <laughs> more than one person. A- a- because absolutely, because what led to the downfall of Star Trek was was, yeah. was Rick Berman being too involved. Yes. And, and and there were not enough voices involved, and it and it got incredibly repetitive. So so I think that that's a good idea, but I still think that you run the risk of people going. I, more me, Star Wars. Even if Abrams nails it, I don't want him doing eight and nine. Really? No. I'd love to see other people's takes on it. Really? No. See, I'd be okay with that if, as long as it's. I, as he had, one of the best things about the original trilogy was that there were different directors taking it on. You know, you had. Uh, Kushner did Empire, which to me is the best. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, Marquand? Yeah, and then you had Jedi. Yeah, but what was wrong with the prequels? Fucking Lucas wouldn't let go. Yeah, he, you know? he was absolute control freak. So I, I wouldn't be opposed to having Abrams like as a producer, just kind of giving hints of, like, you know, maybe you want to keep the style a little bit the same. But why not have different people get See, and I almost say it? the opposite. I'd like to see somebody else writing it and let him direct it. I, I would take different writers on each one. Yeah, well, yeah. I just I think it's a universe that why why restrain it to just one guy? I mean I, I have nothing I actually think it might be a good idea if Disney appointed, you know, executive vice president of Star Wars, just someone who could who You mean could, a Star Wars czar? Yes. Who could who could <laughs> like what they did with Marvel. You know mm-hmm. who could make sure that stuff didn't suck. Well, yeah. Stays cohesive. Well, here's well, the thing, though. Here's, yeah. here's what's, what is the inevitable. If they do all these films, all these TV shows, something's going to suck. Oh, of it, course. It's yeah. just, that's what yeah. we're going to hit. You know? But the question is, is there such a thing as too much? Yes. Yes. And yes. I'm scared. We talked about it a little bit during Broken News when I said that there was rumors that they were going to do the old night of the Republic. And what I had said was it, it really freaks me out that, like, yeah, these first films is Han and Yoda and, um, and Boba Fett, which Boba Fett may be more of a B character, I'd say. But then where do you go from there? You know, you're going to start hitting these characters that no one gives a shit about. Yep. The little box Hold robot. Hold on. I'm, I'm exactly. getting... Exactly. I'm getting... Transmission from Tatooine. Uh, yeah, yeah I, told, I knew you couldn't take I'm it. sorry. You guys are talking about Got Star Wars. Wait, who's wow. that? Who? It's me. Lee, Lee George Cade. Lee George Cade. Cade. I just, I just used uh, teleporter girls. I did. They weren't talking. That's I like this Lee's hot. Look at you. They uh, were shaking their I, head. I would like to point out that we've had how many Marvel movies over the last... Four years? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We've had at least one a year. Mm-hmm. Have any of them sucked yet? Not yet. But we're Thor. still looking, we're looking into 2017. Suck. Ghost Rider 2. So, mm-hmm. Was Ghost Rider 2 under Marvel's banner? No. Oh, is that what you're speaking yeah. specifically yeah. of under Marvel's Marvel's Studios? Marvel Studios? Subsequently okay. is owned by Disney. So yeah. here's hoping they take a play from so that. So what, you got five? I'm not sure the comparison at? exactly holds up, though, because it's different characters and different stories that sometimes come sure, together. Sure, And we're not doing, well, I guess we are, but they could take, TV well, show. They, and, could take that, yeah. they could take that same that same model, that same that same playbook, and say, okay, here's your Boba Fett movie. That is your Thor movie. Here's your here's, Han Solo movie. That's your Captain America movie. That's have, Here's your Star Wars I 7. I've got, Avengers. I've got one objection, though. What's that? That the Star Wars universe is following a timeline. So anytime you do a prequel, honestly, I don't give a shit. Right. I Where totally the, agree. The Marvel Universe created their own universe, created their own timeline. They could do anything they wanted to. doesn't matter. You know, They could create a Cap movie that took place in the 40s. And then you never knew if he was going to die. Yes, they're not going to kill him off because it's Cap. Well, that's not going to matter to you, but people like me who love the story of Darth Revan and want to go 3,500 years before Episode 4 are going to go see that old Republic movie. Jimmy was going on about Darth Revan earlier. I... Darth, it absolutely was not. Sorry. No, Darth, <laughs> Darth Can I tell you my opinion on this all? Yes. I'm, I'm officially sick of, uh, of Star Wars. I think it's been ruined for me. 
And I'm like, fucking impress me now because that is true. I used to love Star Wars, and I fucking hate it now. Out of curiosity, I don't, I don't hate me, it, but it's definitely a sour taste. You know, mm-hmm. I, I am I am in the seat of it's almost with you and Superman. I want to go into uh, the episode seven and be like, show me what you got. Yeah. What are you more interested in, though, Shannon? Prequels or sequels? Sequels. Me too. Well, who would ever say prequels? I mean, we've would. had this discussion of, but what? yet, but yet, we have people. Well, that's a retarded answer. We have blueberries people, you know, who who want to see characters that we already know how they end up. I, I mean, yeah, I, I want to see. I want to see new shit. And 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 you will. You're going to get that. But at the same time, oh, am at, I, Lee? Look at, am look, I? at look at the old Republic video game that came out last year. That was one of the biggest pre-sellers in video games in years. That game sold huge, and it set 3,500 years. Well, before I don't know that video. Real, the, I, I, the success of video game doesn't necessarily translate. Okay, but I don't that video game. Movies. That video game cost 50 bucks to buy new, and say it sold 12 million copies when it came out, and had people paying 15 dollars a month for a subscription to play that game. Sure, the subscriptions popped off after three or four months, but that's that's a 50 dollar upfront investment. As opposed to a seven dollar ticket to a movie, I don't want to sit through where seven different films where all I'm waiting for is the is the scene that we know is going to happen. Exactly, you know, waiting through Revenge of the Sith. Of, oh, here comes Darth Vader's helmet. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Had to sit through two and a half hours of mostly a shitty film to no. watch it. You know, and then I got my no, <laughs> and that fucking ruined everything. Yeah. I don't want to sit through a lot of prequel films going, oh, that's oh, oh, that's how Han beat Lando, and that's why he got the Millennium Falcon. Okay. I don't care. I kind of do actually. I don't like if it was done right. Okay, it was done. Let's say, let's say, say it's, it's a Soderbergh done, movie. Let's say it's done know? right. You're still sitting through a two hour film to see that, what, 15 minute sequence? Well, see, a, a, I don't want to do that. A standalone Boba Fett movie, I think, is a terrible idea. Unless um, they do it post Jedi. But a young Han, young Lando, Chewie, Falcon, Boba Fett That'd be pretty adventure cool. would be fun. Yeah. Especially those don't really care, though. And, you know? and, and, of course, a prequel about the young R2D2 and C3PO. That's what I want. Like how did he get? Yes, skin? let's have let's have Stacey. Orson Scott card. That rape scene's gonna script the C three PO one. All right, and we'll degay him. Uh, degay. How do you do that? Uh, it's a, it's I a, don't know. You, they used to try it. It's, yeah, a, they, it's, a, it's an electronic I, uh, shock. To I them. can tell you. I saw it on the Shameless this week. I can tell you it doesn't work. <laughs> do you watch Shameless? No. Ugh. All right. <laughs> Rubber band on the wrist. Snap. The only the only problem that I and I, I know Lee has stepped away, but. I don't think video game success predict, predicts movie <coughs> success. Well, <laughs> no shit. It never has. I know, but I just, What's I just up, think Captain that's Obvious? A, well, I, well, I'm not the one who just argued that but it's the success of this game was going to be. People will watch anything wait, with Star Wars. Do you know I mean, how many... They watch those prequels. How many thousands and thousands of dollars Double Dragon made? Like a, like a lot of thousands. All of them made all of the thousands. <laughs> At least ten. A lot of thousands. And I, was, I'm waiting for the Criterion Collection of Mario Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> we did his Hopper's commentary. Blu-ray. Wait, isn't he dead? He is. Live Rich That's Little's alive, though. That's why it's going to be but so Rich good. Rich do an impression of Dennis <laughs> Yes, he could. I honestly, no shit, honestly, I forgot he died. You forgot that? That's, my, that's my Oscars moment right there. there I just, go. oh. All right. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, let's. Uh, we got a couple of questions for the panel, and then we'll uh, we'll close this one up. Uh, this one from John Marchand. Shannon, why are you so racist? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys. No, he's the accidental racist. Yes. Uh, to the panel, have any of you had a moment when something happened in a franchise you loved—comics, movies, TV, anything—that turned you? Off completely to uh, it. Episode one. The Jar Jar Binks. The sort of jumping the shark past the point of no return moment. Let's not use the Star Wars prequels as an example. Oh, okay. Because uh, that, that will be everyone's <laughs> answer. I got one. 
And it hasn't happened yet. Hmm. When uh, the BBC announced they were going to have the Doctor Who 50th anniversary special in 3D in movie theaters. Oh. I saw that and I was like, eh. Are they Why? Doing yeah, oh yeah. But you're not going to walk away from Doctor Who. Though. You're still going to uh, go see it. I'll probably, it turned me off to it, though. I haven't walked away yet, but I was well, just like. You'll still watch. Yeah. Because, see, they're talking about something that completely, just completely makes you go, away. fuck no. that. Hey, I got it. Shannon, I, I know he before. does. Yep. The Hulk, right? I read. Flubber. <laughs> there was. Shut the fuck up over there. Flubber. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the comical book, oh. right? The, the release the that they The 2D Flubber. Yeah. So, um, I read I, the longest run of a comic I've ever read was was the Hulk. Mm-hmm. I started when Peter David was writing it, and I, and I read all the way through. And then this guy named uh, Joe Casey takes over, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, I'm gonna, you know, I'll give it a shot. He's no Peter David. Mm-hmm. God, by the way, uh, I'm so glad Peter David's just getting, getting good, better, getting the stroke, better from that yeah. um, stroke. And uh, I'll never forget there was a, 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 a Oh, God, just think about it. It makes you so fucking mad. Against the ringmaster the, circus the, the, the of crime. The circus of crime. And Princess Python. Yep. Six her fucking snake. It's, a, it's, and it's just a fucking python. Yeah. Wraps around the Hulk, chokes out the Hulk. And I was like, I called bullshit on it. I'm like, that's the motherfucking Hulk. As an animal nerd, I will confirm this. That is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because you know what the Hulk could do, <laughs> Sid? Sid, you know what he? Could, <laughs> it's it's insane that that would even that everybody could yeah, think that could happen. Couldn't happen. Because what would happen mm-hmm. is he is the Hulk would just tear apart the snake. Right. He's yes. the fucking Hulk. I I'm stopped, sorry. Let me get this straight. I, I, I stopped he's, reading it. I ripped up the comic and I, I stopped reading. I'm it. just trying to get this straight. He's the fucking Hulk. He's he the is. fucking there Hulk. There we go. Just he just to, just want to make sure. By the he's way, the incredible Hulk. By the way, there's an addendum to this story. Uh, it's been a couple months since I found that issue of Hulk in the quarter bin at Dr. Hulk's. bought it for me. Yeah, I slipped it in the bag of comics I gave him that week. Nice. <laughs> nice. It burnt my fingers when I, I touched it. I, I can't think, think of, any? of anything. Well, uh, I can think of one. It's, it's an old bad example, but uh, it, I, I watched the Buck Rogers TV series as a kid. Oh, dear. And then suddenly... From out of nowhere, there's a bird man, and they're on a ship, and they're suddenly out exploring the galaxy Hawk. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hawk. Hawk, the bird man. And, yeah, I like and Hawk. His, and his wife, the bird lady, who had feathers instead of hair. Hawkette. And why was that necessary? I don't understand. And, Trying and that's, to save the show. And that's when I walked away from it. I mean, there have been things about Star Trek that have annoyed the hell out of me, but I keep watching i mean the only one that i can think of and it isn't really a fair one is that i, I so hated the end of lost that i had I never going to say that i have never watched any of it but it was at the end you yeah know? it didn't well, it didn't there was an and i guess part of the reason i hated it so much was because i i stuck with that show despite the fact that yeah. it annoyed the hell out of me mm-hmm. waiting that, for the payoff and then the payoff was so terrible but I've, was, never, I've never watched neither of my episode I, I, I walked away from that show going fuck that show i mean it, it was to me a slap in the face i totally agree and i was like no i mean yeah, you said i don't know if the question was midway or whatever it was but oh, it was it was such, just, yeah, you just any moment you walked away from it mine the franchise has, has, has grabbed me back uh in the cinema universe uh but joel schumacher's batman's Oh yeah, can eat a fuck. Yeah, we uh, we were talking about that at uh, breakfast a I, couple of weeks ago. I, uh, I'll never forget walking out of Batman Robin, just going, "Fuck Batman." That's it. I'm fuck done. Those stupid movies and his cod piece. You did go and his... back. 
Well, when there was a whole when, new when, when Joel Schumacher said I'm done, I go well, right. well, maybe I'll yeah. come back. But if he had said I'm gonna do a third one, mm-hmm. no, I got one more. I, I would sit mm-hmm. at home. Yeah, I got one more. Go ahead, Coy and Vance Duke. Yeah, the Dukes of Hazard. I yeah. can see that. <laughs> the faux Dukes. <laughs> Those faux Dukes. The faux Dukes. They were bad. Did okay. you watch it when the when Bo and Luke came back? Uh huh. We'll see then. Yeah, I but mean, then it was all, that was only one more yeah. year, right? I, I, and we I could not get the taste of coin dance out of our mouths. And I never believed when those inner city kids gave Knight Rider the Super Pursuit mode. I mean, they don't have that equipment. Yeah, that's exactly. bullshit. Um, <laughs> I, I have, I have a couple. Okay. I, I quit the Amazing Spider-Man title for a long time after the Clone Saga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. Oh God! I know a guy that got really mad at the Highlander movies one time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I called bullshit and walked that's out of the theater. Lee and Highlander too. Uh, I quit watching Star Trek television series during Voyager. I did too. I think that's pretty common. Mm-hmm. I oh. did too. We okay. kind of, we kind of talked about it uh, a couple. But then was we last all week? went back. I, I think it was last week, but uh, it really was the the name game on American Horror Season. Uh, you walked away there. I, was oh, like, I walked away. From I, that was, show too. I, watching, I will you know. say I kept watching because it, it was on my DVR, and I have this mm-hmm. weird compulsive disorder mm-hmm. to finish things on my DVR like mm-hmm. a list. But after that, I was like, this show sucks. Mm-hmm. And Blues but Bro- yet, <laughs> but yet, I will check out. The third season. I mean, again, I will check it out. They're they're because they're again, different. except for Lost, and Lost isn't a fair thing because there wasn't more. No matter how bad something has annoyed me, I have gone back hmm. if it's well, something it, that I love. Yeah, in, in the different hands, I right. I, I but think if, you owe them wasn't the question. I mean, wasn't the question whether we completely gave you up? Completely on walked away. See, and I, I guess I, 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 I got just, nothing. I think with Lost, yes, because I never went back. You know, I, and I think it sucks. Galactica, nineteen eighty. All right, <laughs> uh, let's, yes. let's thank you. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. Then what do we uh, what do we have as far as uh, uh, it's coming? We got some more questions for the panel for the next episode and uh, some other things. It's coming. And who's first? Here we go. Have game? Oh. Got it. I'll let him go Here first. Go. Uh, Life of Pi on DVD, DVD and Blu-rays and 3Ds and all that fun stuff. Also Actually, winning. Yeah, was it best director and visual? Best effects? Can I do a movie Six. review? Yeah. Beautiful to look at. Yep. Yeah, that's. I, is I it Jesusy more. like extra Jesusy? No, because mm. that's what I got. It's towards the end. Really religious. It's more religious. It's more spiritual. Yeah, it's not spiritual. I would say yeah, spiritual. spiritual. Okay. Uh, uh, animated film Rise of the Guardians. I kind of see it. It's like the Avengers for children icons. That's the yeah. uh, the movie that may have just destroyed DreamWorks Animation. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. It, I, there's a whole article in the Hollywood Reporter about it. Funny. Uh, Anthony Hopkins and Helen Mirren in Hitchcock, which, oh, is, yeah. which is really good. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's all about uh, him trying to make Psycho, and I, I liked it a lot. Uh, this was at Sundance, and it's already coming out. Sound City. Dave oh, Rolls. it's already out. Good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I want to see. He kind of just put it. Like, fuckers going to that concert, asshole. <laughs> it was just me. I yeah. know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we you said would. plural. <laughs> no, I said you fucker. Oh. Because I wanted to go to that. It was amazing. Uh, you don't even like bands. Right? I just hate music. <laughs> like, Where do you some... work? I don't want to say it now. Okay. <laughs> it's, slug, it's, uh, it's Slug Magazine. No, fuck sure. that. I actually love music and I work for the symphony. So, here we go. Uh, the First Time is a Sundance film. Kind of a teen comedy um, romance. It actually was really good. Wait, which one? is? I think I, re- I think I went to that. It's one. about the kid who he meets the girl in the alleyway at the party. and they. Yes, it's... it's uh... It's TV people. It's I think so. It's yeah, from uh, Teen Wolf and uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> All right, yeah, All which, right. Actually, which one that was on? It's actually CW really last good. Year. It was. I liked it. Uh, the Secret Circle. I love. Yes, thank you. I love that kid though. Yeah, they're good. Uh, blanking on her name, but Vice will know it. She's a Utah native. Uh, plays an alcoholic and smashed. Mary Winstead. Yeah, Elizabeth 
Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth. Winstead. She's, Elizabeth. she's a local? Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. I didn't that. know that either. No. She played Ramona, Ramona Flowers and Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. I believe, oh, if ooh. I remember right, she got into the top five of the Utah film critics mm-hmm. for, for actress. She's really good in it. Uh, this must be the place if you want to see Sean Penn and drag. I do. What? Oh, no. God, that he, was he, he, boring. He's, he's essentially playing Robert Smith. Tony, very special girls have penises. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> like and, Sean Finn. And Bono's daughter is in that. And I stood on a red carpet line where, hand to God, the girl standing next to me asked Bono's daughter if she knew any rock stars, had ever met any rock stars. <laughs> I nearly dropped my I would just I hope her answer like, still was like, no. I popped out of one's dick. Oh, <laughs> this is one of the reasons I hate Sundance. Right out of his bowls. <laughs> that was a Sundance, but yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blob, the old classic. Ah, Criterion. Wait, which one? The, the old one? one? The Dylan? Like the, the, one with the, with like the, the old, like the original. Oh. Cool, that's a cool movie. Yeah, the old original is now with Criterion. Uh, another Criterion, Ministry of Fear with uh, Fritz Lang. Oh, yeah. Willow is now on Blu-ray. So you got your new Willow. Is that, is that like one of those prequels for Buffy? <laughs> yeah. I wish. Jesus. Uh, I'm actually excited about this one because I love this film by Robert Zemeckis. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, uh, excellent. It's a good it's, one. Uh, it's, it is a classic. 20, She's not bad. She's just drawn that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And now you, now you can pause it on, on her in Blu-ray because it's the 25th anniversary. Oh, yeah. So you can <clears throat> see if, if she's Commando. What? Uh, was that true? No. No. Uh, was no. That, it just, a rumor? Look, it just looks First of way. all, she was fake, so she doesn't even really have a vagina. Exactly. Well, I'll say this. What? That, is it Disney? Is that a fish? No, it's not yes. a Disney. Yeah, that's yes, a it Disney, is. Disney. The people behind Disney have snuck some shit into their films yes, that's quite questionable. So I wouldn't put it past them. You know, that's not an awkward question to see if there's a pussy in who <laughs> framed Roger Rabbit. It's kind of awkward. Yeah. Uh, here we go. A couple more Disney Blu rays. Milan, Milan, two pack. The Hunchback of Notre Dame is on Blu ray. Uh, Brother Bear and Brother Bear 2, which to me is what Brave was, and that's why it sucked. Uh, let's see. Batman, Mystery of the Batwoman is oh, on Blu-ray. That's a really old movie. Yeah. Old black and white. Along with... Uh, no, it's, it's an animated. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking... Of, oh, okay. I'm thinking of... Uh, the, those old it's, series. Yeah, it's not good at all. It's okay. mediocre. Watch that one. It's mediocre. And then yeah. Superman, Brainiac Attacks is on Blu-ray. Yeah, Does Brainiac song. have some kryptonite? Probably. Shut the... <laughs> Brainiac's got everything. Wow. wow. <laughs> and that'll do it. Uh, games. Games this week. Uh, some games that I don't think anyone will care about. Good. And, well, let's anyway. them all. So, and then Sniper Ghost Warrior 2, if you liked the first Sniper Ghost Warrior game. <laughs> if you like sniping. Uh, StarCraft 2 has an expansion, so that'll excite some folks. Heart of the there Swarm. There was magic fingers over here. Yeah, I saw those. <laughs> so you got your new Star Tra- uh, StarCraft and then a new God of War game for the PS3, God of War Ascension. I know that's a big game in your house, Mr. B. Uh, thank you, Thaddeus. Gee, oh, good. Because yeah. I'm going to have to listen to fucking people play video games all day. No, no, yep. No, no. Sorry. All right. Well, take, uh, uh, thank you all. Take us out, sir. You know, I've had it. I can't take it anymore. I'm walking away from you, Ham. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>